You hear me? Blog Talk Radio. You hear that? Everybody and welcome to another edition of Draft Smashers Fantasy Sports Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, on this uh, special Wednesday night, May 6th. It's been two weeks since we've been on the air. Uh, had some things going on, things were chaotic, but we're back, and uh, we should be back now pretty consistently every Wednesday night. Excited to be part of it. Um, and I'm excited by a lot of things, and, and first and foremost, I'm excited by the expansion here of Draft Smashers Radio and uh, and where you can find us and where you can hear us, all sorts of great stuff. Uh, and I want to let everybody know now that Draft Smashers Radio is now brought to you by DynastySportsEmpire.com. Fantasy leagues, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, DynastySportsEmpire.com has you covered. Visit them online today at DynastySportsEmpire.com or on Twitter at DSE underscore football to join a startup fantasy football league today. Um, underscore baseball as well. Uh, they changed to Twitter with the season. But uh, DynastySportsEmpire.com, make sure you check it out. Very excited. Uh, just the past few days, I've reached an agreement with those guys there. And uh, they will be airing Draft Smashers Radio. Uh, you can also hear Draft Smashers Radio online on Blog Talk Radio, as you're probably listening now if you're listening live, or on iTunes on Blog Talk Radio. We're available on iTunes. Just do a search for the show, and you're able to find it as well. Draft Smashers Radio is also available on DraftSmashers.com and FantasyHelp.com. So it seems uh, more, and peop- more and more people are looking for the show, airing the show. And uh, part of that I want to thank you, our listeners, for, because uh, our numbers make the show more desirable, and I do, do appreciate that. Also excited to say that just this week, Draft Smashers Fantasy Sports Radio has now become part of the Fantasy Sports Podcast Association. So, uh, like I said, just good stuff all around and excited. And I'm also excited today, my normal co-host, Eric Corsini, he's not with us tonight. He's probably not going to be with us for another week or two. Uh, He's expecting his firstborn. So he's a little uh, busy and understandably so. So I have with me longtime friend, longtime fantasy baseball uh, uh, competitor, uh, we're in two leagues together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a league I've been in for a long time, and he brought me on board onto his Yahoo Points League this year. Even though I hate points leagues, and I've told <laughs> him that, he's brought me on board. I'm filling in for somebody, and I'll tell you right now, my team is doing much better than it ever did for the guy who I'm filling in for. <laughs> um, former colleague at an old site I worked for, an old uh, from the warroom.com, if you remember that blast from the past. Uh, so joining me to talk some fantasy baseball tonight, Mr. Todd Zuckerwise. Todd, it's been a while since you've done the show with me. It's been a while. Welcome back. Uh, hopefully uh, tonight's a good time. feels great to be back. I just want to say, just listen to that Daniel Bryan theme. Almost had me, my hands in the air saying yes. Oh, yes, we, we yes. yes movement at every time. Don't worry about that. Yes, yes. And as um, you know, you're both in two more leagues, so it's really two more leagues for me to beat you in. But, hey, it's all about sportsmanship, you right? Did beat, you did beat me in Sportsline last year. Yes. You, did, uh, you did come out on top there, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget, you could follow us on Facebook at Draft Smashers Fantasy Sports Radio. And we changed the Twitter up a little bit. Uh, instead of calling ourselves Draft Smash Radio, the Twitter now is just my name. 
So you could follow me and the show on Twitter at A Aniano Fantasy. That's A Aniano Fantasy. You could see that. Uh, not hard to find. So look for it on Twitter as well. Don't forget, go to FanDuel.com, check the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, type in the promo code SMASHERS, and sign up today. FanDuel will match you dollar for dollar up to $200 if you use the promo code SMASHERS and uh, sign up today and play some daily fantasy baseball. Woo! I got to get through a lot. I got to get through a lot at the start of the show. But you know what? I got through it all, and now it's time to talk some sports. And I'm excited about that. Let's talk. Todd, we've got a lot going on. Uh, deflate gate, it's official. Tom Brady's balls are deflated. Yes, they are. Um, so that's come out. I really don't care. I don't care, but it seems like a lot of people do care. Um, it seems a lot of people will care more about Bill Pelichick being suspended, but a lot of people don't think he's going to be suspended. Do you think somebody's going to get suspended? I know it's not fantasy talk, but do you think somebody's going to get suspended? Because according to the reports and what I read, it, it seemed like Brady, they were all saying Brady kind of knew. Yeah, he did, and he has to be suspended. You see, they came down on the Falcons pretty hard. They came down on the Saints. For piping in the, the music, yep. yep. They came down on the Saints hard, even though Sean Payton supposedly had nothing to do about it. So they got to be consistent. If they're not, then there's going to be more speculation that, you know, because Kraft and Goodell are such good friends that it shows favoritism. So I expect a nice little two-game suspension for Brady. Belichick, I think, will... We'll miss that. Won't have that. Won't be suspended. But this could be a loss of draft pick there. Yeah, I think that could be a valid mm-hmm. argument as well. A loss of a draft pick. I do think Brady's going to get a game or two uh, at the start of the that's, season. That's huge. Who's the first two games against? I think it's it's not a terrible schedule. It'd be awesome if that was the Jets or those Jets. It's fans. not a terrible schedule, actually. Uh, you know, it's a fair point. I'll pull it up right now. Just um, saying, like, if the if that uh, division is more competitive, like a lot of people do expect it, and not having Brady for one to two games could be a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. Um, New England Patriots schedule for 2015 season. Uh, that's the preseason, so that doesn't matter. Nobody cares about the NFL preseason. Uh, let's see. Thursday night, September 10th. They opening up the season on Thursday night? Yes, they are. Yes, the they Super Bowl are. Champs. Super Bowl champs, Thursday night, September 10th, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then Sunday, September 20th, at the Buffalo Bills. That's not easy. Then week three, they're home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then they have their bye week, week four. Okay, yeah, that's not easy. First two games are going to be tough. Um, Pittsburgh, home opener, season <sighs> opener, prime time. Both teams will be. Does the NFL dare suspend? It's one of their five most marquee players, right? There's no denying. Tom Brady is one of the biggest marquee players, right? Rodgers, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Those are faces, right? 100%. You're going to suspend the face of that game, the biggest face in that game, hands down, for the opening night game. The only game on the slate, opening game of the season. It's treated like it's the second biggest holiday of the year behind <laughs> the Super Bowl. And you're going to suspend him for that game? That I have a hard time. I, I have a hard time seeing that. I think they have to. I mean, that game's going to be watched no matter what. It's the first game, first game of fantasy football. Everybody's going to be interested in that. Everybody's going to be interested in seeing, make, making sure their team steps off the rise, steps steps into the first game of the season and does that thing. 
So I don't think that would be overly uh, overly a big factor with uh, ratings or anything like that. Yeah, I mean that's true. I mean ratings wouldn't suffer, but uh, I just I don't know. I have it's gonna be interesting. It's, it's tough. Be... You want your faces there, but they have to be consistent. And they and they do have to be super consistent because of all the inconsistencies. Last exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent. So he's suspended, hundred percent. All right, Todd, we're gonna shift over now. Talk some fantasy baseball. Want to remind everybody if you want to give us a call, talk Tom Brady and his deflated balls, mm-hmm. talk uh, talk some fantasy baseball with us. Give us a call three four seven eight three eight eight zero eight eight three four seven eight three eight eight zero eight eight. Or the chat room is open as well if you're listening live and you want to partake in the conversation. Feel free to do so. All right, Todd. We're now about five weeks into the fantasy baseball season. Week six starts uh, next Sunday, next Monday, depending upon how your league is set up, probably next Monday. And I've been preaching on this show for the last month, be patient, be patient, be patient. Uh, Guys are going to get off to slow starts. Don't drop them too soon. Guys are going to get off to hot starts. Don't buy the hype too soon. I've actually on this show talked about our Yahoo League Mm -hmm. openly About guys guys adding and dropping, I just thought... uh, uh, Just not being patient. No, I mean, Jock Peterson got dropped in that league. It was was a rugby scrum to add him. Oh, I think think everybody put a little claim into him. I mean, it was just so... So, you know, I preach patience quite a bit. But now it's it's May, and, and now certain guys on the waiver wire or players are getting hot. Like, I look at Evan Gaddis as the greatest example of why... You need to be patient. And I was. I have him in two leagues, actually. Yeah. You know, Evan Gaddis couldn't hit a thing the first two weeks of April. Now, I like to, when I look at stats, I, I, the whole year stats to me are meaningless. I look at the last 14 days. I think that's an appropriate mm-hmm. sample. And Evan Gaddis, over his last 17, uh, 14 days, 286, five homers, 17 RBIs. Yes, that's what we expected from Evan Gaddis. And, and that's what he's giving people. You know, and I think he'll continue in those power numbers. But I've got a, I'm going to throw some names. This is what I want to do. I'm going to throw some names at you, guys who have been super, super hot, and, and tell me how realistic it is. And if this guy is a free agent, and some of these guys are going to be free agents, are you willing to buy on these guys? You know, certain players, I get it. Jose Altuve, he's batting 411, five stolen bases, 12 RBIs over his last 14 games. Absolutely, you buy Jose Altuve. He's not going to hit 411. Nobody is, but you buy it. Jacoby Ellsbury, eight steals, 469 over the last 14 days. He's not going to hit 469, but you're buying Jacoby Ellsbury. You know what you're going to get. But then I look at a guy like Josh Reddick of the Oakland A's, mm-hmm. right? A couple of years ago, he hit 30 home runs. Last year, he crashed and burned. Last 14 days, he's batting 444 with three home runs, 15 RBIs. Now, Josh Reddick. Okay, Josh Reddick is currently using CBS Sportsline, is now up to 90% owned. Okay, that's a huge increase in ownership. Back in week one, he was at about 36%. Week four, he was about 35, 36%. Week five, he went up to in the 70s. So this hot streak, this red hot streak over the last 14 days, has caused his ownership to more than double, mm-hmm. from in the 30s to, in the, to 90% on Sportsline. That's what I'll use as my reference point. How much do you believe the hype on Josh Reddick? Like I said, last 14 days, 13 homers, 15 RBIs, an unsustainable 444 batting average on the year, 
four homers, 20 RBIs, 368. I think a major thing to look at for the last 14 days is he only has, he only has one strikeout, too. And last year he was known to strike out a ton. So that's part of buying the hype right there. Cutting down strikeouts, making more contact, increases average will go up a little bit. He's really doing that thing. He's batting third for that lineup. So let me ask you this. Now, this is a guy in 2014, he had 12 homers. 2013, he had 12 homers. 2012 was his breakout, 32 homers, 85 RBIs. Now, he's never hit, even in that great breakout of 2012, he only hit 242. In 2014, he hit 265. His on-base percentage over those three years, Todd, his on-base percentage was 305, 307, and 317. Poor average, poor on-base percentage. And other than 2012, the power was nothing magnificent. So this hot streak, right, three homers in his last 14 days, giving him four for the season. It's a 21-game span. Um, are you willing to use, if you're a number one waiver spot, are you saying, yes, I'm using that number one waiver spot on Josh Reddick or am I waiting for a bigger fish to come along? Am I dropping a slumping player, um, Jimmy Rollins, for Josh Reddick? Or, and, I, and I'll give my opinion on it in a minute, or is Josh Reddick worth that hype? Is Josh Reddick, do you, do you believe he's back to being 30 home runs and 90 RBIs? Or are you saying he's riding a hot streak, but he'll come back to earth like we know he will? Well, like I said, I'm looking at the last two weeks, and I'm looking at his numbers, um, and he's continuous. It hasn't just been one week. He's batting in that lineup. I have that major league package, so I've been watching a lot of a lot of baseball these days. Um, not to my wife's liking, but, hey, it's all about fantasy, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's sitting the ball. My big, what I love about it right now, he's not striking out as much. And if you make more contact, better things are going to come. So, yes. Two weeks, if I'm looking at these two, two-week numbers, I'm going to be like, I'm going to make a play for him, especially if I have a guy – like uh, Jimmy Rollins, who is struggling, or, I mean, you even can consider who would you start in the outfield right now, a slumping Carlos Gonzalez, who's, who's hurt, or Josh Reddick? I'm not saying I dropped Carlos Gonzalez, but I But you would start Reddick over him. I'd start Reddick over him. That's fair. Um, you know, it's always tough to drop those, and like I said, some of, the, some of the guys in my league, they're not patient, but it's always tough to drop like those first five-round dra- uh, five draft picks, you know? Yeah, no, I, 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 I hear what you're saying, and I get it. Okay, here's the case in point. Rest of season, Josh Reddick or Curtis Grandison? Josh Reddick. Okay. He's hit more power. Um, Grandison is leading off, but it's just not, he hasn't translated into any home runs. We're almost right. in uh, it's all, it's all. The only way I keep Grandison is if it's an on-base percentage instead of batting average league. Okay. Because the walks, his on-base percentage is over 400. Right. The That's the right, only yeah. way. But he's just not hitting... He's That's hitting. all he's doing is walking. And he's leading off. So Reddick's in the American League. He got the DH. Um, his offense has been, has been okay. He's hitting that middle order, so it means more power numbers yeah. are going to come. Okay. Mets just took a one nothing lead. Dilson Herrera, the single up the middle, one nothing lead over Obaldo Jimenez against Jacob DeGrom for the Mets. All right. Anthony Rizzo, we expected terrific things from him. Michael Brantley, who struggled mightily in the beginning of the First season. First week, and I drafted him in one of my leagues, and I was like, oh, what did I, I drafted him over actually Carlos, Gonzalo, uh, Carlos Gomez. And after a week, I was like, why did I do that? But I was like, I'm glad. 4-13 over the last 14 days, two homers, 10 RBIs. Nelson Cruz, we know what a beast he beast. is. But Just, I mean, did you think he was going to be this no, beast? No, no. We'll talk about Nelson Cruz, and yeah. I said it on this show. Nelson Cruz had a terrific first half last season. What do you get, like 27 home runs? 27, 28. I think second half he was down to about 12. 
And I said, I like Nelson Cruz, but I don't love him. I can't imagine him doing what he did again. Well, he's doing it. You know, last year he finished with 40 homers. This year, 14 homers, 26 RBIs in 27 games. I mean, that's absurd. It's an RBI a game, 14 homers in 27. He's hitting a home run every other game, basically. And he's batting 327. Now, he does strike out basically once a game, right? 24 strikeouts in 27 games. He's going to strike out once every four or five at-bats. But you take that with those power numbers. Outrageous. Here's my question about Nelson Cruz. Okay. Do you sell high on him? What do you What do you think is a fair offer? I mean, you're going to sell high. high. What are you going to get back? I mean, he's really, he's producing. Is he might be what? Is he probably the, in a lot of leagues number one overall rank? Probably. It's always tough to give that up unless you get like a big package in return for him. Would you sell him for Paul Goldschmidt? Yes. Justin Upton. No. Anthony Rizzo. I think. I mean, I think that's a toss-up. I do think Rizzo's going to eventually hit for a higher batting average because, like I said, there's going to be a cold streak that comes and Cruz does strike out. But would you sell him for Tulowitzki? No. Tulowitzki, two homers, ten RBIs, two ninety-nine. No. Let me ask you this. At the beginning of the season, when you drafted or, or, or looked at Nelson Cruz, how many home runs did you project him for? High 20, 28, maybe 30. Okay, so we'll say 30. Right. Based on your projections, that means he has about 16 home runs left. Right? Right. Tulowitzki, how many home runs would you project him for? Playing a full season or expecting to get hurt? Assuming he plays the full season. It's always tough to really expect I, yeah, and absolutely. Think that. But playing a full season, playing in Colorado, you can expect, I would say, 25 for him. So based on the math and your projections, you want Tulo from this point forward. Because based on the projections, Nelson Cruz gives you 16 more home runs. Tulowitzki, if you say 25 on the season, he's going to still give you 23. Yeah, but you follow my logic I follow, there. I follow what you're saying, but in my mind, I still think Tulo's eventually going to get hurt. Something's mm-hmm. going to happen, and I'd rather have a guy who's more durable. No, I get that. I just I wouldn't be. That's my thing. I would not. I'd be very hesitant to make a deal like that based on the injury risk. Okay, I have I've had Nelson Nelson Cruz on the team. My team's obviously doing well because he probably drafted Nelson Cruz in a fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth round because people. Thought he yeah, you didn't believe it again. I didn't believe it because he did have he did struggle in the second half. He didn't hit many home runs in the second half last year. That's why I ask if you think you should sell. Because he faded in the second half. He faded. I just it depends who it would be. And then for. and then and then in, oh, you're not going to get the value in July once he starts to fade that you could get now. He and D Gordon to me are the ultimate sell high players right now. D Gordon is just I feel like that guy's always on base. Right, but he was last year too, and then in the second half. He fell apart, right? D. Gordon, his last seven games, obviously no home runs, 422 batting average, 449 on base percentage, 11 RBIs, 12 stolen bases. He's been running so much. In the last 14 games, he's even been caught six times, right? Now, D. Gordon has been absolutely lights out. There's no other way to describe it overall on the season as well. He's batting on the season. He's batting over 400. He's sitting right now at 422 with 12 steals on the season. 
To me, D. Gordon's another one who's a terrific, terrific. Sell high. Sell high. I would definitely. He's a second baseman. You can definitely get another fast guy, plug in there somewhere. And if you can get D. Gordon, who's probably ranked top 15 right now, maybe. Oh, yeah. Somewhere around there. And you could sell high and get like a big time bat back for, back for him. I would definitely. Do I would it. sell high as well. Yeah. He crashed and burned in the second half as well. Uh, you know, we know that. Now, just go back to um, the Nelson Cruz situation about the selling high. I actually was talking to uh, a, another colleague in, a, in the Soldier League, and uh, I offered him Nelson Cruz for Clayton Kershaw once Wainwright went down. And? Said no, he's not selling right now. I was like, well, and that's. I was like, that you're not selling right now. That's not like, a sell not move. A sell. I was that's like, a that's a that's a I, that's a move for a move for I, both of you. This I think season. he was nervous. I really think he just likes to complain about his team not hitting the ball because this is a guy who needs offense and he has a nice surplus of pitching. But I think it was just tough for him to say. I wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't do Nelson Cruz for Kershaw. Either. I just really wanted to see what he would say, and because I, I, you know, I obviously got nervous when Wayne Ryan went down. I would do Nelson Cruz for. A, a Wainwright type would have been the guy I would have wanted Nelson right. Cruz for. But not a way. number one, but not the, the number, number and that's one. That's what I did. That's who I was considering because he started off hot. So I guess you want to say I was ready to sell high for him because obviously Clayton Kershaw yeah. is the guy, even though he blew another game. The other would day. you move, if he countered, hypothetically, somebody offered you Felix Hernandez for Nelson Cruz, would you make that move? I'd have to consider if I was considering Clayton Kershaw, yes, I would consider Felix. Max Scherzer. Scherzer is going to be good. I think he's going to be dominant in the NL. Matt I Harvey. Mean, Matt Harvey. See, I love Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey's going to win the National League Cy Young this year. He is, but I my feeling is still I think the Mets may limit him a little bit. Yeah, but you see how they're limiting him. They've already right now, done it early. Yeah. Yeah, but they've done it already. They're not skipping him. They're just going to a six-man rotation here and there. Right. That's how they're limiting him. He's still going to give you 27 starts instead of 32. That could be still a big give difference. You 27. That he doesn't lose. He still means he's he gonna go, lose. He's going to go 27 and 0 instead of 32 and 0. But in all points, <laughs> in all points league, I could say if he wins in in all points league, he's normally getting like 20 points a game. Yeah. 22, depending on the strikeout. So if I'm going to average that, he's going to lose five starts. That's yeah, it's 100 points. points. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Makes sense. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Makes sense. Eric, um, Eric, Todd, some other guys have been hot, right? Manny Machado's finally putting it together, 361, four homers, six RBIs. I believe in him. I believe in him, too, because he's always had hype and he's always showed potential. Unfortunately, he's had some unlucky injuries. Yeah, some knee injuries. Yeah. What about this one? Kelly Johnson of Atlanta. He's been playing every day. Kelly Johnson's had a nice little career, right? Over the last 14 days, he's hit 309 with four homers and 15 RBIs. You know, he's sitting right now, when you look at Kelly Johnson, he's less than 20% owned, okay? Less than 20% owned on the season, 266, six homers, 17 RBIs. He's playing every day. I mean, this is a guy in 2010 hit 26 home runs, 2011 he hit 21, 2012, 16, 2013, 16. He's always over 50 RBIs. Batting average has never been high. It's been in the 220s. All those years, but he's shown power. He's playing every day for Atlanta. Uh, depending on your league, 
He could be eligible at first base, third base, and the outfield. Useful. Yeah, I mean, every team needs that. He's less than 20% owned on Sportsline, and he's got six homers and 17 RBIs. Do you believe it at all? Or, or, or I mean, all right, so what do you think? You're going to use a waiver wire on him. Um, I would consider, if I, if I have a healthy third baseman, obviously if I have Miguel Cabrera, well, not Miguel Cabrera, I'm sorry, he doesn't play third base anymore. But if I have, like, a Pablo Sandoval right there or an Evan Longoria, I'm probably not going to do it because I'm not going to – while they're healthy, I'm really not going to get myself to start him over him, okay? Right. But if I have an injury like a David Wright David injury, Wright. I'm going to consider picking him up because, I, for example, I do have a David Wright injury, and I've been filling in with Will Middlebrooks, things like that. My third baseman have done nothing. Okay. Now, what's funny, folks, if you've heard me laughing right now, as we're talking, this is phenomenal. As we're talking, my cell phone buzzes, and I get an email from one of the leagues we're in. <laughs> one, of my, one of the injuries. That's what I'm talking about. And David what Wright. you did in the league where you that's – your, that's your David Wright league? That's my David Wright league. You've been Nick rolling with Will, Will Middlebrooks. Mm-hmm. You just dropped him. For Kelly Johnson. Now, David Wright, hopefully, he's back in two weeks, and hopefully, Kelly Johnson rides that hot streak for two weeks, and, and he, he gives you. But see, I like Kelly Johnson if he's eligible in all those leagues, in, all, in your league, like he is in some of these leagues. Mm-hmm. First base, third base, outfield, to me, every fantasy team needs the Martin Prado, the Kelly Johnson, the Ben Zobrist, the guy who, for the, when that guy gets nicked up, I could put him here, I could put him there, I could put him everywhere. Those players are useful. I like your move right now for Kelly Johnson. I did, but we were, we've been having a discussion, and I've been running out like Middlebrooks, Castellano on um, Detroit, Detroit, and they just have not been doing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I looked at the seven. I saw Kelly Johnson last week. I think it's been seven days, and just reviewing, we're just talking. I'm like, oh wow, look at that right now. Still going strong. Still going strong. I'm gonna pick him up right now. There you go. Um, some other plays. Stephen Vote of Oakland. He's been red hot. Catcher eligible, pick him up. He's he's owned everywhere. Devin Travis, he's on his way right now to Rookie of the Year in the American League. And I he was on um, our waiver wire in uh, one of our leagues too, and I just couldn't pick him up because I wasn't believing him yet. I didn't believe him, and, I, and it was earlier in the season. If you wanted Devin Travis, you had to add him earlier, and right. I missed him too because it was to me it was too soon to drop any of the guys I had. Right, that's what and, it is. And I missed him, and I'm regretting that because he's been terrific. Jake Mareznik in Houston's been terrific. Uh, Chris Davis, Todd, Chris Davis over his last 14 games, four homers, 11 RBIs. Not a big surprise. Big surprise, though, a three twenty four batting average. Now, granted, he has struck out 15 times in 34 at-bats. Points league, he's boom or bust, and right now he's been booming for me in, in the points league we're in. But he's rounding back into some form. You know, the four homers, the, the, the 324 batting average, it's terrific. On the season, six homers, 18 RBIs, 274 batting average, which you love. Remember, 2012, he hit 270. 2013, his monster year, he hit 286. Last year was god awful, 196. So here's my question. I don't think we will even debate the power. I think you could pencil him for 30 home runs. I don't think that's even up for argument. The question is, do you believe the 324 over the last 14? Do you believe the 274 for the season so far? Or do both of those crash close to the 200? Or is he back to being at least a 260, 270 hitter? I think this Adderall's kicking in. That's what I think. 
But <laughs> listen, two years ago he was an MVP candidate, and he hit what? He only hit like 250, 260. The year's year. MVP candidacy, when he hit 53, 138, it was his high. He hit 286. 286, okay. So he year before high. was 270. Okay, so those two years last year, I don't think he's really a 196 hitter. I just think he had a lot of eye trouble, couldn't focus. But he still hit a decent amount of home runs 26 home and 72 RBI. And he hit 196. See, he's hitting 250 and hits another five home runs. You're going to love that right there. You're going to live with the strikeouts. That's oh, who yeah. he is. He's going to swing and miss, but he's going to hit you that three-run home run. He could hit you three home runs in a game, just like Bryce Harper did today. Yeah. So you're going to take that. I don't think he's a 196 hitter. I think if he fell to you right now, I think during drafts, people are like, I'm not touching Chris Davis. I'm not touching him. And if you were able to grab him, and I'm not sure where you grabbed him in that league, but I think you have to. I think I got him in all points league. I think I got him in the sixth round. Yeah, and here's the thing with him in a points league, and like I said, I'm not a big points league guy. But I'm a rotisserie yeah. guy, and he has more value in rotisserie because all you care about are the 35 home runs at the end of the year that he adds to your total. Mm-hmm. But what he's done for me in the points league is I'll get a negative one on a Monday, I'll get a zero on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. I'll get a one point game on Wednesday, and then Thursday I'll get 12 points. Right. And then Friday I'll get 15, and I, it's a win for me win, by the win. end of the week. I know there's going to be days he's going to be a negative. He's going to go 0 for 4 with three strikeouts, and he's going to give me a negative. I know that. But the power numbers are just too good to pass up, and overall he's been, he's been good. I can't complain about him. He's been good. I agree. You know the power's going to be there. If he gives you 250, you're thrilled with that batting average out of Chris Davis. A um, couple other guys who have been hot, right? Next one, you know what, I'm going to go right to the next one on my list here, and i got to throw him out to you here because he's one of your guys, one of your New York Yankees, and that's Mark Texera. Mm-hmm. Last 14 days, his numbers have been very Chris Davis-like, Correct. let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Six home runs, 12 RBIs, but a two oh nine batting average, um, and that's just over the last 14 days. On the season, Mark Texera... He's hit 10 homers, 22 RBIs, and he's batting an abysmal 204. Now, this is coming off of a guy who last season in 123 games only hit 216. The year before that, only in 53 at-bats, he hit 151. His last respectable batting average was in 2012 when he hit 251 and 24 homers. Now, his number power numbers are great. All he does is hit extra base hits. Okay? Uh... I mean, what is your take on Texera? He's 92% owned. I am not buying the hype. To me, the downside with the batting average is too much, no matter how good the power is. I can't carry 204. I just can't do it. It goes against everything I believe in. But he, like you said, everything he does is extra base hits. So in points lead, that matters. In rotisserie leagues, that does matter too. He's going to hurt you with the average. But the thing with him is, is he going to stay consistent? Is he going to stay healthy? Curtis Granderson with a solo home run. Looks like he man. did uh, a couple push-ups in between innings. <laughs> yeah. His first at-bat was right at the wall. Yeah, think it was muscled still, up a little he, bit. I think he just remembered it wasn't Yankee State. And there you go. So, so, all right, let me ask you this then about Texera, right? I'm going to give you, stays healthy, I'm going to give you 25 home runs by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Are you willing, or would you have been willing, to use that waiver spot on him? Like, is that, is he Adam Dunn? Is he now Adam Dunn? Because if he's Adam Dunn, I don't want him on my fantasy team. Well, I think Adam Dunn definitely strikes out a little more. I think he's a little better than Adam Dunn. But 
I, you know, there was a time where he was on waivers, and I just couldn't, I wasn't believing the hype yet. I couldn't so either. Like, and that has something to do with not wanting to drop guys because it's early in the season and not having any injuries yet. But right now, obviously, he's 90-something percent owned, so he wouldn't be the option. But if he was still doing this and he was available, obviously, I would take a look at him. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I would look at him. Injury replacement, utility type of player. But uh, I, I, to me, with Mark Tixer, you, you hedge your bets. Mm-hmm. You hedge your bets. Ride him while he's hot, but you know the slump is coming. Or, you know the slump is coming. Or the injury. Or the injury. And, uh, I think he, uh, he's feeling a little bit inside, uh, an oblique right now anyway, so it's a little sore. Yeah. So. And, uh, and, he's and, need, and, he's, and he's, like I said, he's going to need his days off just like uh, as they get through, go farther into the season. You know, it's like when they call those dog days of August. Yeah. That's when fantasy baseball championships are. Let me ask you this question because I've talked about this. To go away from players, we've played, we play fantasy football as well like most of the free world does. Has the fantasy football mindset affected the way people play fantasy baseball? The fantasy football mindset, three bad games in a row for a quarterback, three bad games in a row for a running back, you're ready to jump ship and you're looking for a replacement because reality, fantasy playoffs start at week 13. Yeah, I think it depends. Do people forget the marathon that is a fantasy baseball season? I think people do forget that. They get impatient because, like you said, the fantasy football season is so short and you really can't afford to have two crappy weeks in a row. Right. So you might, I can see that having a little effect. Like you're looking for guys who's doing something lately because, and you, you need guys to perform, especially when you're in a league with old friends. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Here's something interesting. Somebody just asked me uh, on Twitter a trade question. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Team A would give up Ender and Ciate, the outfielder uh, for Arizona. Okay. And Michael Pineda. Mike Pineda. In exchange for Gregory Polanco, the young outfielder for Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and James Paxton, who has pitched much better his last starts. couple of starts. Ooh. I like Pineda. I guess it depends if I need that pitching. Is Pineda that big an upgrade over Paxton that he's worth giving up Polanco? To me, that's the question. I think I'd do it. I think Pineda, I see Pineda's 4-0. He's pitched late into the games. He doesn't walk many people. He has a nice low strikeout rate. If I, if I need pitching and I need a guy who has The dominant. injury concern to Pineda? Scare you? Not anymore. I mean, you saw what he did in the end of the second half last year. He's looking good right now. As long as he doesn't have any pine tar incidents, we're good to go. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm torn on that one because anybody who knows me knows I am a huge Paxton guy. You do, but... I'm a huge Paxton guy, um, so that's a tough one. All right, Todd, it's 8.05. I want to switch gears a little bit now. I want to look at some veteran players okay. who are off to a tough start. Hold tight. Here's how, here's how we're going to phrase it. Keep starting them, bench them, drop them, or keep starting them. Yeah, fair enough? Fair enough. Victor Martinez, 203 on the oh, – this is on the season. 203, no homers, nine RBIs. Victor Martinez, 
second in the American League in MVP last year. I just think that injury. There is no way you're dropping him. That, that injury, if he's not doing it, if I'm struggling and I see. And, uh, like you said, it has to be a guy on waivers worth it, like a nice young yeah. guy. Or I, he's obviously not starting in my lineup. I agree. Bench him. Right. But I'm not dropping him. He's still 97% owned, but he's down to only a 65% start oh. rate on sports. But you see where it's going. Now, the knee injury did scare me. He missed most of the spring. I think he'll hit, but he's definitely struggling. Ryan Zimmerman, 211, two homers, 17 RBIs on the season. See, I was nice not, eligibility though. First, third in outfield. He does, but I, I've been down on him for the last two years. So, again, if this if the eligibility helps him because, like I said, he he's not starting on my team right now. If I don't need to, but if I like you said, when you compare like the Prados things like that, if you're gonna have injuries throughout the season, so you can plug him in. Yeah, and he does play in a good lineup. So and that's the thing I gotta say about Martinez though. Take that back. They both play in good lineups, and they expect them to play for both good teams. So right. you expect them to have men on base for them to do something. Ryan Braun, two twenty-two, five homers, thirteen RBIs. Can be sitting five. He has five home runs. He's had a couple home runs last week, so he stays in the lineup. Stays in the lineup. There you go. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at some pitches here as well, guys who may be struggling. What about Corey Kluber? Carrying a 4.62 ERA, doesn't have a win yet. He does have 39 strikeouts in the season. Um, you keeping him in your weekly lineup? Raining Cy Young. Raining Cy Young. Um, I am, unless he's playing some type of terrible man, has a one start and playing like a real tough matchup. I guess against the Tigers or a really good offensive team. Yeah. Jared Weaver, 629 ERA, only 15 Ks. Todd, his his fastball this season is coming in at about 83, 84 miles an hour. Jared Weaver is not the pitcher he was. If you're holding on to him, you're making a huge mistake. Sounds like he's talking about his brother, Jared. Yeah. Oh, uh, 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 Jeff Weaver. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Jeff, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think Jared Weaver is droppable. You're not going to survive on an 83-mile-an-hour fastball in the big leagues. Uh, He's been terrible, and to me, he is 110% droppable. Uh, Some other offensive players, Albert Pujols, 239, five homers, 12 RBIs. I'm still starting him. starting him, especially with Trout. He had a home run last night. Jason Hayward, 225, two homers, five RBIs. I've always been a Hayward guy. You have. For me, because I really like him, I think he's going to turn it around. You're keeping him in. Andrew McCutcheon, 185, two homers, 13 RBIs. He's your first round. He's your first pick in the draft. You try to get him low? You try to buy low on him? I think you try to. If you could, you buy low, yeah. You offer? Not Nelson Cruz, no. D. Gordon (laughs) for Andrew McCutcheon. I think it's fair right now. See if somebody would bite on that, huh? See if someone would bite. If I had McCutcheon, would I bite on that? No. No. No way. You hope you get that impatient owner, though, who that's will what, do something. That's what you got to look for right now. That's what you hope for. Um, Chris Carter of Houston, 146, three home runs, eight RBIs. I'm not touching him. I drop him. Drop him. See, here's the mistake. He was dropped in most leagues last season, and then the second half we know he went off with over 30 home runs. I think if you drop him, somebody's going to add him and enjoy the hot streak. But I can actually understand why you would want to drop him. Uh, that's for sure. Um, Pitching-wise, again, I'm flip-flopping here. I'm looking at different guys. Uh, Steven Strasburg. 
he hasn't looked good. 473 ERA, two wins, 32 Ks, a whip of 1.6, which is terrible. Got hurt again. Shoulders bothering him a little bit. He doesn't think it's serious. He's seen a chiropractor for it. I, it'll be, I, I don't think I can drop him. Let me ask you this, though. Weekly league, you have to choose between Strasburg and Shelby Miller. Shelby Miller has been good. lights out. Yeah. ERA, whip is on the one. ERA is 1-6. Four wins, 31K. Shelby Miller has been terrific he's looked like for Atlanta. He's, he's, look, he's looking like what he was when his rookie year with St. Louis. Yep. He had a great year. He's had a little tough year. And I so. think he keeps it up. I'm I all in on Shelby Miller. I like Shelby. 110%. I am all in on Shelby Miller. Uh, what about Alex Rodriguez? Now, he's got six homers, 16 RBIs, but the batting average has come back it's to come down, but And that's me. I mean... 227 I, batting average. I think the best move you could have made about for A-Rod is if you traded him 10 days ago. Right. When he's hitting those home runs, when people are like, oh, is A-Rod back? He, if he got a desperate order. But no one's really going to bite him, bite on him right now just because he's close to 40. He's shown his age a little bit. He's going to hit your home runs, but also he's going to strike out and not do much some games. Is he droppable within the next – do you think he ends up getting dropped in the next month or two? He has to he has to hit home runs. I mean, he's still batting third for the Yankees. If he's cashing in some RBIs, hitting a couple home runs. Does he finish the season with the Yankees? That's a legitimate question, and I'm not being funny. And people, you love to get on me being a Yankee hater. Right. But I ask it very seriously. He's down to 227. Realistically, there's no guarantee he breaks this slump at his age. If the Yankees were losing – and he's batting 220, not doing much, then yes. I don't know if, if they'd be like, why are we even keeping this guy on? It's a distraction. Because if they were losing, it'd be more of a distraction, 100%. So, yes, then I would consider dropping him. But right now, I don't think the Yankees are going to. Josh Harrison of Pittsburgh, 188, two homers, six RBIs. Again, I, I like second base, third second base, base, outfield eligible. And that's the reason. I like him coming into the season. I, I feel like, you know, Pittsburgh offense isn't doing anything, and eventually it will have to come around. I'm holding on tight. I'm holding on tight. He gives you some speed as well, right. which is nice. Uh, Robbie Cano, no worries there. 261, one home and seven RBIs. No worries. You just wish he would do a little more. Yeah. I mean, you knew the power was going to go down in St. Louis. It went down, uh, not St. Louis, in uh, Seattle. Seattle. It went down last year, but you just figured the average would be up there. Yeah, I think especially, the average will uptick. He's too good Especially to hit hitting in front of Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Eventually, you know, you, the thing is, Nelson Cruz is hurting them, yeah. and you don't want guys to be on base for Nelson mm-hmm. Cruz, so you can get some more pitches to hit. Todd Frazier, batting average is 225, but he's got nine home runs. He's got nine runs. home he runs. He plays him. in a little band box anyway. Yeah, so you keep rolling with him, that's for sure. Um, Adam Lynn's been off to a nice season. Uh, what do we do about Billy Hamilton? Billy, Billy. Okay, he's got 13 steals. Okay, great. The guy's batting two fourteen on the season. And I, I, I can't wait. I, I, an old friend, a big Cincinnati Red friend, he's going to be coming on next week to, oh, fill, in for, uh, to fill in for Eric. And that's Mr. Paul Collins making his return. The one and only. Um, from the old days, going old school, my original co-host. And he's always stuck up for Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton is hitting 214 with a 267 on base percentage. Yes, he's stolen 13 bases. Congratulations. I mean, is he? You're not dropping him, 
But he, uh, I, are those steals that valuable that you're keeping them in your lineup every week? To me, it's the same thing as the home run. If you're keeping Texera in for your lineup for his 10 home runs, are you keeping Billy Hamilton in the lineup for the 13 stolen bases? I think you're keeping Texera in there because it's the home run, and then on top of that, RBIs. Hamilton's just giving you one category right well, there. Well, he's going to maybe score some runs. Maybe. It doesn't mean he's going to, but if, he's hitting a, if Texera's hitting your home run, he's getting some more RBIs. He's getting a run. He's getting an RBI at least every time. Right. Um, I agree. To me, keep Billy Hamilton, but I'm not playing him. He's on my bench. He was one he, to me, unless he's hitting 250, he's not a valuable play. Right. He's just not to me. He needs to be on base, stealing those bases. Absolutely. Uh, I agree. He's he's just not getting on base enough. There's just no nice way to say it. Um, that's for sure. A few more players to wrap up, and then we'll go to our two-star pitchers. Um, you know, Prince Field is off to a nice batting average, 349. Not much power. Josh Donaldson's been terrific. What about a Danny Hecaveria of the Miami Marlins? Uh, All-glove type of player, but now he's hitting 310, and he's got 16 RBIs. You buying the hype on him? I'm still waiting. I'm not buying the hype yet. I agree. Carlos Gomez, one of your favorites. 240 home, 240, one home or nine RBIs. He has been injured. He has been injured. Um, and, you know, his first couple of games back, he did hit the ball a little bit. He actually had an RBI double to tie the game against the Dodgers. I think it was off Kershaw, too, uh, yeah. the other night. So, you're expecting more from him. You got to give him, just like you said, this is like his second second week. So you got to be patient. Carlos Gonzalez of the Colorado Rockies, though. It's tough. I mean, two homers, two two hundred average, two homers, six RBIs. And I think he was dropped to sixth in the lineup too. It's tough. You, you want want him to do well. He has the potential, but it's just not happening. Bench him. I I have him in actually a league. I haven't benched him yet. It's coming though. You think? If it's gonna. If you have a viable option to replace him. Exactly, and you know, I'm actually taking a look at these uh, couple games. He has a doubleheader tonight against uh, Diamondbacks, and to me, at home, you should be able to hit Diamondback pitching. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then I don't know. We talked about Evan Gaddis. His batting average is still at 194, but he's showing the power. You want to get him in that lineup. He's been red hot over the last couple of games. Uh, Michael Brantley, we mentioned him as well. What about George Springer of Houston? Springer, he's got four homers, 12 RBIs, he's got 10 stolen bases, but he's hitting a buck 92. And that was the concern. And if you listen to preseason talk, I was not high on George Springer. Terribly high strikeout rate, low batting average, power and speed, though, is nice. Are you playing him for the power-speed combo or the 192 concern you? Obviously, if you're hitting below 200 at this time, it is going to concern you because it hasn't been that turnaround yet. But you've got to like the speed, you've got to like the power. I got to have another option, um, or I would actually consider seeing if I can flip him for something. See if somebody wants. Yeah, but you're going to be selling low. But then flip two for one. If you're going to be play. selling low. That's the downside. Chris Bryant, everybody's waiting for his first home run of the season, but he is hitting 283. He's earned the part. He's showing great discipline, too. At yeah. He looks good. He does look good. The power will come. Uh, that's for sure. No worries there. Uh, Colton Wong has been lights out, 329, two, 323 on the season. Uh Ian Desmond, I think you still got to be patient with him in the 227 batting average. And two home runs. Yep, I think you got to be patient there. He's playing for a contract. He'll get going. Kendry Morales, he's been a revelation. 305, three homers, 21 RBIs. I think Marlon Bird is the type of guy who you may want to consider dropping. Yeah. He's down to a 193 batting average and four home runs. The power's starting to come around. But he, to me, he's not a changer in a 12 team. I think if there's a viable option, feel free to drop him. Um, some other guys who have struggled mightily. 
Uh, Jay Bruce, 184, five homers, 15 RBIs. Again, I look forward to asking Paul his thoughts on him next week. But Jay Bruce, you drafted him for the power. You hoped he was a rebound after last season's terribleness. Well, he's hitting 184 again. To me, I'm sorry, I'm not putting a 180 hitter in my fantasy lineup. Uh, if I miss a couple of home runs one week, I'll try oh, well. to survive without it. But 180, he's not playing for me. He's not doing well, and he's not hitting, he's not hitting enough. You can't trade him because you're not going to get anything for him. You can't drop him because somebody else will add him. You just got to bury him on your bench and hope you have another option there to put him in before. Uh, you know, that's for sure. Uh, you know, Odor of Texas, he's droppable, 151 batting average. No reason to hold on to him. Uh, you know, Kimbrell, he's gotten hit a few times. Don't worry about him. Chris Sale, don't worry about his ERA of over five. He'll be fine. Bryce Harper, we talked about him today. Three, three home more homers. He's up to eight on the season. Looks like he's starting to live up to his potential. Uh, Jimmy Rollins, 168 batting average, three homers, three steals. You'd like to think that in that lineup he would definitely perform. I know a lot of people were high on him saying he was going to hit. And he rebound hit, a little bit, yeah. He was batting second for them for a while, and I think they moved him down to uh, sixth or seventh right now. So <laughs> not looking good for him. Yeah. And you see a hotter shortstop where he had another option. Yeah. Just like, for example, uh, Elvis Andrews, he's hitting the ball a little bit. He's stealing bases, yeah. but he's starting him over Rollins. Right. I'm starting Gene Segura over Rollins, right. and Rollins is very close in, my, in this one twelve team I'm in to be dropped. As long as Segura is going to perform, Rollins isn't going to get a Same spot thing. in my lineup. Cole Hamels in his 413 ERA. Be patient. Keep him out there. We talked about James Paxton. He's pitched much better his last That's couple of start. starts. Yep. Another pitcher who's been lights out in his last couple of starts is Rick Porcello of Boston. I know his ERA on paper right now is high. I think it's over It's over four. Um, but, you know, when you look at it a little closer, his last couple of starts have been very good. You know, on on uh, his last start, which was just yesterday, he went seven shutout innings. Uh, on April 29th, he went seven innings and gave up one earned run. He's gotten his ERA down now to 438. It was up at one point to 648, so he's got it down to 438. Uh, I like Porcello. He's not a fantasy ace by any means, Todd, but he's certainly a useful fantasy pitcher deep especially in the rotation. Deep in the rotation, especially in the, he has a good lineup behind him, so he should get you some wins there. Yeah. Uh, some other news. Carlos uh, Rodon of the White Sox, their rookie, they brought him up. He's been pitching middle relief. He's going to get a spot start this Saturday. Jeff Samardra, uh, uh dropped his appeal for his suspension. Curious to see how Rodon does. I think if he comes out and pitches a really good game, he could slide into that mm-hmm. rotation. He's a top, top prospect for the White Sox. Monitor that on Saturday. Um, and there you go, really. You know, that's that's who we have. Uh, Carlos Santana, be patient. He's batting 235. You've got to be patient with him uh, as well. Brandon Moss, 231, four homers, some decent power. What about Jason Worth, one last player who struggled? Two more. i got one more after him. Jason Worth, 176, no homers, seven RBIs. That's not liking him. I didn't like him coming in the season because he had shoulder surgery. He had shoulder surgery. That's going to affect power numbers. So, to me, he could be droppable. Yeah. And what about Edwin Encarnacion, who you tried to dump on me? 222. He's got four homers, 14 RBIs. You got to be patient with him. The power will come with him. Uh, I was unfortunate because I was really zeroing in on uh, Anthony Rizzo, and the guy right before me nabbed him. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe in real power positions in the corner, so that's why I took him. Fair enough. All right, Todd. With about ten minutes left, our last topic that we always like to cover 
is the two-star pitchers for the upcoming week. So we're looking ahead week six. Two-star pitchers, they make or break you. You get two quality starts out of them, you're golden. Oh, yeah. Um, one quality start, one okay start. One good start, one okay start, you survive. Two stinkers, kind of you lose your pitching categories for the week. They really put you behind in rotisserie, right? Some guys are obvious. Max Scherzer has two. Garrett Cole, Scott Casmir, Chris Sale. Jake Aredia, Chris Archer of Tampa, who's been terrific. Lance Lynn, John Lester. These are guys, these are number one, number two starters. Jacob DeGrom as well. Mm-hmm. These are guys you're going to roll with. All right? So I'm going to throw a few others at you. Real quick, we don't have a lot of time. Yes or no, would you play him? I'll tell you who they're playing against. Carlos Carrasco of the Cleveland Indians. He's at home against the Cardinals. He's on the road at Texas. On the season, he's 2-1 and one with a 5.87 ERA and 19 strikeouts. I usually start a lot of two. I like to match up against Texas, against the Cardinals at home. I'd start him. You'd start him. Uh, Strasburg is scheduled for two starts. Who knows what's going to happen with his, his shoulder. Um, at Arizona, at San Diego, they're winnable games if he plays. I'd be ne- nervous about the shoulder shut the situation. Yep, I'm probably not playing him. Shelby Miller, we talked about him a few minutes ago. He's been lights out. Well, he's got two starts on the road, one in the band box in Cincinnati, one down in Miami. Tough matchups, if you ask me, but he's been terrific. And he just came off a complete game. I'm starting him. I'm, I'm going to roll the dice and start him as well. Bartolo Colon at Chicago versus Milwaukee. Start him. How can't you? Yeah. He's absolutely. Good. Last three games for Bartolo Colon, 2-1, 3-5-4, Ubaldo Jimenez, who's kind of had a resurgent type of season, although losing today to the Mets. Jacob DeGrom just drops one in yeah. for a hit. The Mets are going to have the bases loaded here. So they're getting to him and has a little bit. But anyway, he's got Toronto and the Angels. Jimenez has done well. He's looked good. Um, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. And actually, he is on with a waiver wire in a few leagues. And actually, yeah. I was going to look at this game to really see if it was yeah. legit or not. And right now, bases loaded down to nothing. He can be hit. Yeah, I don't trust him. Edison Volquez of Kansas City. Last three games, he's 1-2 and two with a one nine three ERA, 15 strikeouts in 18 innings. So he's looked good his last three. He's at Texas, and he's home against the Yankees. Yankees pitching Evaldi that day. I'm starting him. I'm starting him as well. Alfredo Simon of Detroit. Last three games, 2-1, and one, three nine three ERA, 16 Ks in 18 innings. Minnesota and at St. Louis. Start him. I'm starting him. I start anybody against Minnesota right, right. now. Uh, Anthony Desclafani of the Cincinnati Reds. Last three games, one and two, two five zero ERA, fifteen strikeouts, eighteen innings. Atlanta, San Francisco, both at home. Both at home. I think I'm going to start him. Yep. Rick Porcello. We talked about him. He's been terrific. His ERA has done nothing but go down. But listen to these matchups. Both on the road at Oakland, at Seattle. Oakland's pitching Casimir. Seattle's pitching Felix Hernandez. Now, Porcello in his last three is 2-0, 2 ERA, 19 Ks in 20 innings. And you said they both are on the road? Both are on the road. Both are in pitching ballpark. They are. I'm going to start them. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough getting a win out of them, though. It's going to be tough, but you're hoping for a good show showing. Yep. A.J. Burnett at Philadelphia and at Chicago. Last three games, 0-0, ERA. Anybody against Philadelphia, you're playing. Mm-hmm. Ian Kennedy at Seattle and home against Washington. I'm starting him. He looked real good today. Okay. Danny Duffy. Duffy. At Texas 
and home against the Yankees. Last three, one and zero, oh, fifteen Ks, seventeen innings, one five six. I'm starting them. I'm starting them as well. What about James Paxton? Home against the Padres, home against the Red Sox. Last three, eighteen strikeouts in eighteen innings. Strikeout an inning. You gotta love that. And two last, four one ERA. Did he? He didn't win the last two. Zero games. and one. Zero and in one. His last three. He's pitched well. You think uh, fate? It's, he'll have to turn around. He'll have to get that win. He's showing. He's showing like he's uh, regaining the form or getting over the early season slump. Mm-hmm. Sack fly for Granson. He's had a nice little game. Three nothing Mets. What about Evaldi of the Yankees at Tampa at Kansas City? Playing Tampa, Yankees played well. Has played well against Tampa. They had a weak lineup. Um, I think you have to start him. Yeah, you're not concerned there. Three five zero ERA his last three. He's actually pitched okay. He pitched okay. We'll stay with the Yankees. What about Sabathia? Same teams, Tampa and, the, and Kansas City. Last three, zero and two, five two one ERA. Only ten strikeouts in nineteen. Innings. He's zero and four for the season. He's been uh, terrible. I actually, Let's be honest. He's been terrible. I actually rolled him out there in Fanduel because I thought maybe he'll get the win today. And the Yankees are playing Burley and. Uh, and Not to my liking, uh, Yankees are down 3-1. There you go. Yeah, Sabathie's on his last legs, that's for sure. Um, Kobe Lewis, 0-2, 2-7-0 ERA in his last three, playing Kansas City and Cleveland. I can't trust him. No, I don't trust him. I can't trust him either. Uh, and then there's some real low-level guys. Oh, boy. I would. Uh, low-level guys. Stay away from them. You know who I started this week too, because it was two start was uh, Shane Green. And he was terrific early. He's come back to earth guy, in a bad way. Bad way. And I just thought two starts. He's looked bad the last couple starts. Let's hope. I, I was looking for a quality start last night, and, and instead he gave my points. He gave me like negative twelve. Yeah, he's come crashing back to earth. Uh, that that is for sure. All right, folks, we are out of time. The time now is eight thirty Eastern time. I want to thank everybody for listening live here tonight on Blog Talk Radio. Um, Always fun. We'll be back next Wednesday night, same time, 7.30 Eastern. I'm going to be joined by my old friend and former co-host. He's going to dust off the vocal cords and rejoin me. Uh, Mr. Paul Collins will be coming in as we continue the musical chair of Eric Corsini Refillings until he's ready to return to us, hopefully sometime in June. Don't forget, you can hear Draft Smashers Radio on DraftSmashers.com, FantasyHelp.com, and DynastySportsEmpire.com. Make sure you check out all of that stuff. Uh, go to DynastySports.com. We're excited to be uh, the newest uh, member of that team, and we're excited to be uh, a part of the Fantasy Sports Podcast Association. You could follow Draft Smashers Radio on Facebook at Draft Smashers Fantasy Sports Radio, and you could follow us on Twitter at A-N-E-A-N-O. That's A-N-E-A-N-O, a A-A-N-I-A-N-O Fantasy. A-N-E-A-N-O Fantasy is where you can find us on Twitter. Go to FanDuel.com. Click the microphone on the right. Click on that. Sign up for FanDuel using the promotional code SMASHERS. Dollar for dollar, FanDuel will match you for up to $200. And don't forget, if you like the sound of my sweet voice, come right back here to Blog Talk Radio in about an hour at 9.30 Eastern Time. And you will be able to hear me and... uh, my good friend Real Talk Raph, uh, for Rotoballer Fantasy Sports Radio. Go to rotoballer.com, great site, and uh, we'll be answering all sorts of questions. They have their own chat room on that site, and it's funny. 
we come up with a nice little script to talk about during the show, and that just gets blown to pieces, and we just end up answering questions right out of the chat room for an hour, and it uh, works out nice, and it's a lot of fun. So this has been a lot of fun. Todd, I want to thank you for coming yep, with us. Thank you. Joining always, in tonight. I love being on the show. And uh, great stuff, as always. For all our listeners, whether they're live, on demand, on iTunes, or through any of the sites, as always, thanks for tuning in. And remember, you can tune in every Wednesday night, live, 730, or any other time, on demand, through any of those sites, or iTunes, and we do appreciate it. For Anthony Aniano, for Todd Zuckerweiss, I'm Anthony Aniano. Enjoy your week, everybody. Good night.